Hello, and welcome to the American Osteopathic College of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation Podcast. I am your host, student Dr. Tosin Jodry. Today we are joined by Dr. Richard Goldberg. Dr. Goldberg received his medical degree from the Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. He completed his residency in physical medicine and rehabilitation at Johnson Rehab Institute, JFK Medical Center. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Goldberg. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Fine, thank you. So for all of our listeners today, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, at present time, I am a staff physician at Shriners Hospital for Children in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Prior to this, when I joined them in September of 2018, I was a physician with orthopedic care, an orthopedic group in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for 27 years and was the doctor for several high school teams in the area. Who else would you like to know? Uh, Tell us about your training. Okay. I did my medical school at the Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. I found it to be an excellent school for training and was definitely ready when I went out into the real world. I did my residency uh, at the Robert Wood Johnson Rehabilitation Institute in Edison, New Jersey. And I did not do a fellowship because back when I graduated, which was a long time ago, there really weren't that many fellowships available. And I wanted to do uh, sports medicine uh, and nothing was available. I did try at that point in time to make a fellowship for myself, but most of them or the people that were willing to do that for me, it was a non-paying fellowship, and my wife wasn't having any of that at that point in time. Um, For medical students who don't know about physiatry, tell us a little bit about the specialty. Oh, my God, physiatry. Um, Physiatry is a very broad spectrum specialty and typically in a short sentence what it does is we try to make people that have significant handicaps and barriers as independent as possible now that doesn't really cover the whole realm of physiatry because physiatry can range from anywhere from uh, interventional medicine such as epidural steroid injections to something such as taking care of the New York ballet and working with people that do sports and ballet. So there's a whole spectrum of subspecialty that you can do within this specialty. And you can also change your subspecialty if you'd like to, depending on who's going to hire you. So at one point in time, I was doing adult sports and spine and found myself in a rut of some sort and decided that I really to need to make to make a change and give back to the community. And I thought what better way than to give back to those people that don't have anything and that's why I'm here at Shriners Hospital for Children. That's awesome. Thank you, Dr. Goldberg. Um so so when you were deciding on a specialty, why did you why did I why did you choose physiatry? Uh, it's an interesting story. It goes a long time ago. Uh, I had a brother who died of cancer many, many years ago. But prior to dying of cancer, he uh, had something called osteogenic sarcoma. Osteogenic sarcoma is a pediatric onset uh, orthopedic type of cancer or bone cancer that at that time many, many years ago was 99% fatal and at this point in time is 99% livable. So things have changed over the years. But prior to, unfortunately, dying, my brother had an artificial limb, uh, and I thought it was 
fairly interesting to see that you could fit someone with a artificial limb and they could go back and play sports and be a comfortable member of society and not worry about anything. And that's what drew me into the field. That's awesome. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your brother, Dr. Kohlberg. That's okay. Um, so uh, what was your favorite moment as a physiatrist? Oh, my God, I have so many favorite moments. I think my favorite moments are actually happening now more than any other time. Um, so I work at Shriners Hospital for Children in Philadelphia. Uh, Shriners Hospital's uh, mandate or their mission statement is to provide orthopedic care for those who can't afford, no matter, no matter if you can afford it or not. And they do accept insurance, but for the most part, they give everything away. So I had a child the other day who was in a room with me, and I actually got myself down on the floor and was playing with them to evaluate them. Because in children, sometimes there's no other way to really evaluate them um, other than to see them in their own environment. So I got down the floor, and before she left, she gave me a big hug, which obviously put a smile on my face. Uh, but that was probably one of my favorite moments as a physiatrist. That's awesome. Um, tell us about someone in your training who had an impact on you. Well, I talk about this every year at the mid-year meeting for the American Osteopathic College of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation. My mentor as a physiatrist was Mary Klein. Uh, Mary Klein taught rehabilitation medicine or physiatry at PCOM, and we became very friendly when I was a student. Uh, Mary Klein had uh, spastic diplegic cerebral palsy, so he uh, was basically a hemiplegic on one side since birth. And he taught me that no matter in life what, uh, what puts you down or has you down or slows you down, uh, never really will as long as you keep on trying to get to that finish line and where you want to be. So I think that Mary as a physiatrist had the most impact in my life. Um, he basically brought me into the American Osteopathic College of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation. And interesting story, the first meeting that I ever went to that Mary wanted me to go to was in Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, he asked me to go to the executive council meeting. And I don't know if everybody knows, but anybody who wants to attend an executive council meeting can. They, you don't need an invitation. You can just show up. You can sit quietly. At this one, they actually asked for my input. And I thought it was pretty interesting that as a young uh, attending physician just out of my residency and just starting my career, that they would ask me uh, what my ideas were and how I thought about things. And that, quite honestly, brought me into the fold, and I felt that uh, here were some physicians who uh, were not young and were in, their, were in their prime and were teaching and were obviously had a lot more pedigree than I did, and they were asking me for my, uh, my input, and I thought that was pretty profound. That's amazing. Um, so you kind of touched on this, but tell us your role in the college now. So I am presently the president of the American Osteopathic College of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation. It is my second time being president. I think I was president back in 2002 or 2003, if I remember. Uh, anyway, um, I'm a proud father, I guess. I've been doing this for an awfully long time. Before I was this president, I also served in different roles, uh, such as education chair for a long time when Mary was president. Uh, and did that for about 10 or 15 years and then gradually got asked to be a trustee and vice president and then obviously president, et cetera. So um, 
that's what my current role is right now, to try to lead the college in a direction, especially with changes to the ACGMA that are happening right now. My goal is to try to negotiate those uh, pits and valleys and uh, hills and valleys and to see uh, where we land at that point in time. That's awesome. How do you see the field of physiatry changing in the future? How do I see the field of physiatry? Well, I think the field of physiatry is um, is going to be uh, pushed on a lot more. As I see here at Triners, um, there are a lot of things that you have to worry about when people get ill. Um, I think that the majority of specialties worry about their specific problem or their specific subspecialty, but physiatry doesn't have an opportunity to do that. Uh, as a physiatrist, you need to be uh, right on the on the top, and you need to understand every little aspect. Um, some examples would be, uh, here at Shriners, we do a fair amount with children that have neuromuscular scoliosis. And one of the things we need to make sure of is that preoperatively, that their nutrition is up to date, and their nutrition is at a high so we worry about how many calories are they taking. Are they having bowel, regular bowel movements? Are uh, they able to tell us or communicate with us what their problems are? Uh, and we make sure that all those things are available to our kids before we, before we even do any kind of surgery on them. So I think that what you're going to find in the years to come is the physiatrists are going to be asked for their input prior to surgeries being performed and whether surgery is truly necessary uh, because we all have a bias and I think that physiatry's biases do not do surgery whereas surgical biases, what they are, are to perform something that, that can ultimately make the patient feel more comfortable via surgical means. I think we talk a lot about in medicine these days about the concept of holistic medicine. And I think the way you're making it sound, it sounds like physiatry is definitely one of the more important holistic specialties. Do you agree with that? No, I definitely agree with that. And when you say holistic, you also talk about osteopathic medicine. So I think physiatry is a great um, meeting area for those students who, um, who truly uh, understand the osteopathic physiatry, of osteopathic medicine principles of holistic medicine, and want to go the next step. And that is to bring that into, uh, into light and to uh, engage patients and communication with medical specialists about what that truly is. So there's a lot of talk nowadays about the concept of physician burnout. So on that note, what do you like to do in your spare time? Uh, well, I happen to have a home at the beach. I uh, live in Philadelphia, but I have a home at the Jersey Shore, and I love going down there. I have a, a dog called a Double Doodle. He's a half Golden Doodle and a half uh, Labradoodle. Uh, so uh, he's a big black dog. He's huge. He's about uh, six foot tall on his hind paws. So uh, I love playing with my dog, and uh, I guess those are the things that I love to do as, as, as well as spend time just with my family. That's awesome. So since you're in Philly, and I, I have to say to our listeners, I went to Villanova, so I'm a huge Philadelphian. Um, who is your basketball team? Oh, the 76ers are my basketball team. Are you talking pro or college? Both. All right, so pro would have to be the Philadelphia 76ers. I think college, although I love Villanova because they're winners, I truly have to go with Temple. I think Temple's that kind of team where they don't attract the best athlete out there, but they attract enough, and they're, uh, they kind of do what Shriners Hospital does, and that is they take kids from the inner city that don't have a lot or maybe have not had 
the education that they should have had uh, in secondary school, and they really pushed them to do well in a, in a university setting. Okay, well, I look forward to seeing you, Dr. Goldberg, at the Temple of Villanova game that comes you up You got it, man. Anytime you want. Uh, what is one thing you wish you knew earlier in your career that you now know? How to keep my mouth shut? <laughs> um, I think that uh, as a student and as a resident, I was pretty vocal. Um, sometimes I didn't know when to just stay there and listen. And I probably still have that problem today because that's just who I am. But um, at one point in time, uh, someone made mention to me that I needed to take a step back. And I think that ultimately, if you if you take a step back and just listen for a moment, whether it's a patient telling you something or whether it's one of your attendings who's telling you something, that it might be fairly profound and you might find that you get more out of listening than trying to talk over them. That's awesome. Um, and thank you for that advice. Um, on the topic of advice, what advice would you give to medical students or residents who are interested in doing research in physiatry? Well, there's a lot of research that has to be done in physiatry, and again, that's as the, as the field is, it's very wide as uh, as far as anything that you want to do. You can do bench work from uh, looking at uh, certain treatment regimens, such as the new treatment that came out for spinal muscular atrophy, uh, which is a, a type of a genetic treatment, um, to doing things such as uh, we're looking at depression in, in kids with cerebral palsy. Uh, at this point in time and, and uh, looking whether that's something that needs to be treated or can be treated with or without medication. So, I mean, as far as research is concerned, I think that you need to um, hook up with one of your mentors in the college and see if they're interested in research or if you have any research interest, just call one of your mentors and ask them what they think about an idea uh, and maybe they can provide you with some information to help you move forward and guide you along that way. So we talked a little bit about mentorship in the field of physiatry. What would you recommend to a student who is interested in physiatry but whose school uh, and their immediate surroundings don't necessarily offer the resources? Well, it's quite nice that the American Osteopathic uh, College of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation does have a mentorship program. So you can go online to uh, www.aoctmr.org and you can look on the mentor uh, screen and you can basically just sign up and get yourself a mentor and uh, email them and get in touch with them and see if there's anything from a uh, research standpoint that you'd like to get involved in. That's awesome. And what are some other ways to get involved in physiatry? Other ways to get involved in physiatry, obviously you can call um, and see if someone will take you for, for rounds or for a few weeks and you don't have to do like a month. Don't don't short yourself on the fact that you have to spend a month with somebody. I think that even if you can do a week here and a week there, just getting someone to know your name a little bit and know you a little bit will uh, give your interest and gain some interest as well as insight as to, into the field of physiatry and maybe, in fact, push a little bit because they know you if they're at a residency program. So when you're looking for a residency, I think that one of the things you need to do is do an elective at a place that has a residency for you. And the second thing you have to do is do an elective with someone that you know that if they write you a letter, it's going to count somewhat. It's going to count towards maybe giving you an in over somebody else. Okay. 
Well, thank you for joining us, Dr. Goldberg. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. This is your host, June Dr. Chaudhry. You've just listened to an episode of the American Osteopathic College of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation podcast. Take care and have a great day. Thanks, Dick. You take care of yourself.